0: It is time for a Washington report. We turn to headlines coming out of the United States. The midterm elections happening this week from November the 8th. Republicans looking like they're in a better position at the moment? That's the question. Uh, Chinese ambassador to the U.S. Qin Gang uh, has just become one of the most powerful people in the Chinese government. And all this after the Biden administration gave him a cold shoulder uh, for quite some time. So could this be something that... Uh, the administration will regret so let's take a look at these headlines and more with john donaldson associate professor of political science school of social sciences at the singapore management university good morning prof how are you
1: good morning i'm doing great and you
0: uh very good sir. And thank you so much for helping me out with this the big one this week has to be the midterm elections let's dial it back a bit and and remind everyone exactly what is at stake here why is this more important than ever
1: This midterm election is going to be very important. Uh, Joe Biden has had democratic majorities, uh, majorities of his own party in both the Senate and the House. Uh, But they're both razor thin uh, majorities. In the Senate, it's essentially, it is a tie, and therefore any tie vote had to be overturned by his vice president. In the House, he controls only 220 seats, uh, which is just two over the 218 that you need for a majority. So these razor thin majorities that he's gotten in both uh, in both sides, both of them are under threat with uh, 538 forecasting an 83 percent chance for the Republicans to win the House tomorrow, essentially, and then 54 percent chance. So basically a coin flip for the Senate. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, and he definitely wants to keep hold, even if it's a razor thin. He wants it. Uh, he's been talking and criticizing uh, certain policies that the Republicans want to put in place. Obviously, policy making or, or policy passing will will be in key focus. He's got uh, former President Barack Obama helping him out as well. I mean, what factors have led to that potential for the Republicans to to be in a better position?
1: The key was that well, traditionally uh, during the midterms when when people when mainline voters are not paying as close attention and mm-hmm. it's really uh, activists who come out to vote okay. and traditionally because in the midterms uh, the president is not running actually at all but yeah. uh, and so voters see this as kind of a thumbs up or down about the biden administration rather than in two years time presumably biden will be running against someone else and when it's a, a clear choice about a versus b uh, presidents tend to do much better. So the midterms are places traditionally where the ruling, the president's party tends to do uh, very badly. Under Trump, uh, 41 Democrats were added to the House in, in 2018. Under Obama, quite famously, 63 Republicans were elected in 2012. And so both of those, and that was a record, a gain of nine, 9% for the Republicans. And so that uh, both of those uh, underscored that traditionally the midterms go against the president's party. And this is unlikely to be the same. The, the Democrats were hoping uh, that abortion, abortion rights becomes uh, the major issue with the Supreme Court ruling that uh, uh, the abortion rights that have been uh, a part of American politics since the 1970s were overturned and turned back to the state's. But then uh, all of that has been overshadowed by continuing bad news in terms of inflation, uh, in terms of crime. And even though the jobs reports and employment are looking good, uh, the Democrats haven't been able to make uh, a strong enough case Mm. to over to overcome kind of these historical trends that we've seen. Mm.
0: Some of the key states to look out for, it seems Pennsylvania uh, is popping up in the news quite a bit. What are your thoughts and, and how huge a role will it play?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, Pennsylvania is certainly one. Uh, you have uh, uh, what would otherwise be a popular vice governor running against a celebrity physician. Uh, Mehmet Oz was, was a oh, part yes. of many Americans' uh, living room. He could be poised to be um, America's first uh, Muslim senator. Uh, but the uh, Fetterman, right after he was nominated, he was stricken with a stroke. And so it, his, the major question there is uh, not just national politics, which is a major question, but his health and how much that's going to affect Fetterman. Another state to watch, of course, is Georgia, where you have a uh, pastor, uh, Warnock, uh, who who is just elected uh, two years ago. Normally the Senate is six year seat, but that seat was open and he is running against a very popular, uh, American football hero, Herschel Walker. Okay. And even though Walker is an outsider and an amateur that is going to be a, that's a very, very tight race. Right. I'm on the
0: line this morning with John Donaldson, Associate Professor of Political Science School of Social Sciences at Singapore Management University. Uh, Prof, let's uh, talk about members of the House Select Committee uh, investigating the January 6th riot, um, saying that they have received correspondence from former U.S. President Donald Trump's team and have extended his deadline to turn over subpoena documents by another week. Do you have any updates with regard to this trial?
1: Yeah, I mean, a week doesn't matter one way or the other. It's past the elections because uh, Trump is not expected to cooperate in any way. And this is going to, you mentioned policymaking is going to be a major Mm. effect yeah. of the of the election another is exactly this january 6th a uh, select committee because the republicans have promised and they are expected to shut it down if they win they won't be able to shut it down until january because the, there's a two-month transition okay. uh, that the, the newly elected officials won't take um, won't take their seats until january uh, but they're expected to shut that down completely and so basically trump is trying to run out the clock in terms of uh, subpoena and any kind of legal sanction that he might uh, face by snubbing the committee.
0: I mean, there are some sources that are saying that he might even announce uh, his White House run on the day he's scheduled to testify before that committee. I mean, does that put his manner in the works uh, in, in any way? Is it, is it a threat in, in any sense?
1: It's not a threat. It's just it's actually pretty expected. It, the biggest threat is the Democrats, which they are very likely to do. And okay, that will okay. shut down the committee and And so uh, him uh, uh, what do you call it announcing his run just underscores the contempt that Trump and his allies have had for that committee, okay. who have had actually very effective um, you know uh, hearings uh, and, and building up a case against Trump and his responsibility for the January 6 for
0: riots okay i get where you're coming from now okay um there's another issue i want to talk about uh Prof, uh and that's china's ambassador to the u.s uh Gang. now he's just become one of the most powerful people in the chinese government he might be on his way to be foreign minister but in the past uh the biden administration has given him the cold shoulder um not very good timing and do you think they could come to regret this
1: Yeah, I think it's unfortunate on both sides. Uh, Chen Gang was definitely not as popular as his predecessor, uh, Cui Tian Kai, who uh, was, uh, I think, the longest-serving Chinese ambassador to the United States and was very popular, uh, really, on both sides of the aisle, popular in the business community. Chen Gang came in as a hardliner, and during his tenure there, it's true, the U.S. and China relations did not improve much. The hard part about China's U.S. relations is a shift in consensus. Before, it was a consensus really among Democrats and Republicans that we need to engage China. Yeah. Over the past several years, especially with Trump, there's been a huge shift in that. Uh, that that engagement, that um, that attempt to bring China into the international institutions and other things like that. That that strategy is not working, and now that has become a consensus both among the Republicans and the Democrats. And that really is going to affect quite a lot, not just China-U.S. relations, but really stability throughout Asia. And becomes a major issue because the two powers need to have a working relationship. And the fact that they're not effectively talking together, and then the recent, you know, uh, shift in Chinese politics where. Uh, uh, Xi Jinping was able to cancel a lot of the uh, institutions of the Communist Party and become and, and take a third term. None of those are good precedents. The question is whose fault is it, the U.S. Mm-hmm. or China? And the problem is it's probably both. Right? It's kind yeah. of a chicken or egg <laughs> issue, and it's very difficult to foresee a uh, a, a good turnaround anytime soon. Oh, gosh.
0: I've been speaking with John Donaldson, who is Associate Professor of Political Science, School of Social Sciences at the Singapore Management University. Prof, appreciate your time this morning. You take care and have a great day
1: ahead. Yeah, thanks so much. Take care.
0: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio
1: app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.